0: Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. I'm sitting here in downtown Long Beach on a sunny Friday afternoon with two of my good friends. We've got MC Lars.
1: Hi Jonathan.
0: And Mega Ran. What's up Jonathan? And you guys are performing a, uh, a show tonight and I came down to Long Beach to talk to you guys about the tour, your new collaborations that you've been doing over the last couple years, your new albums, the fact that and uh, that Mega Ran here has a brand new show that he just brought over to the Geekscape network he's got a brand new podcast that's part of the Geekscape network
2: yeah
0: <laughs> and um, and basically catch up with you guys uh, Geekscape is just a little piece of business uh, if you're noticing anything with the feed please email me at Jonathan at Geekscape.net we've just moved all 600 plus episodes of Geekscape over to a brand new service called Pinecast. We are now hosted by the same companies that hosts all of the Geekscape podcasts, including Mega Rans. Um, but if there are hiccups with anything, if you're listening on Spotify and you can't find an episode, if you're listening on Apple Music or anything, uh, or Apple Podcasts, and you can't find something, let me know. I'm working with Pinecast pretty closely on making sure the feed is working and that you guys are getting Geekscape wherever you want to get your podcast. So we should be available everywhere. If there's somewhere we're not available, Hey, this is new. <laughs> After 13 years, it's weird saying that. But hey, this is new. <laughs> We're on a new service. If for some reason you get getting hiccups where you pick up your podcasts, let me know. Um, all right, so let's start. I've known both of you guys separately for a long time. Uh, Raheem and I uh, hung out at E3 a couple years ago. And then Andrew, we hung out at Comic-Con a few years ago. I think, we both, I think all three of us have hung out at Comic-Con because Audrey and I used to put on that Hip hop show During Comic Con I don't know if you were Ever on that
1: I Andrew. don't think I was And didn't we also meet Through DJ Ross Star Or something <laughs> Oh Back yeah in
0: <laughs> Yes And then through
1: Bowling for Soup
0: In Bowling for Soup Yeah So this is going to be Rolling deep on music um, Dang But um, Catch me up on what You guys have been doing I mean this tour has You guys MC Front a lot uh, Who else is on it Shape of the Dark
2: Lord So it's honestly like a rush more of nerdcore it's like a kind of a, a who's who of who's kind of been making waves in the scene the last 10 years which
0: And you is guys are into the nerdcore label you guys are okay with the nerdcore label
2: i would say yes we call the tour the mountain nerdcore tour oh so well we then you're good yeah um yeah i know it's been a thing where a lot of folks have had issues at some point or another with the term nerdcore i think it's just musicians not wanting to fully be you know boxed in to something and feeling free to jump out branch out do other things I make projects that are not considered nerdcore um, but for the most part people know me for nerdy stuff which is absolutely okay with me
0: and Andrew you come from like a punk rock background
1: yeah I started my uh, uh, playing in punk bands and uh, I did a term abroad and my uh, Genesis was kind of doing Shakespeare raps overseas and so I got signed a label and... Were was you M.C. Label.
0: Lars at the time?
1: Yeah, M.C. Lars Horace. Where would that come
0: Horus from? Horus
1: became my label. Horace is like... A,
0: yeah, Horus Records. Yeah. I remember that.
1: It's a reference to the uh, Egyptian god. Uh-huh. So it was just like kind of bizarre amalgamation. M.C. Of
0: Lars Horace. We'll, well, why not just be M.C. Horace?
1: That's a good question. My manager had to, my first manager, Tom, was like, you should drop the Horace. And he was very right about that. Well,
0: was there any, I just wonder how it got to be MC Lars Horace. Because when you got something like, it's like an MC blank. We had just had MC Chris on the podcast about a month and a half ago. We, there's MC Frontalot who you hang out with. Yeah. Um, you, you were like, I'm going to be MC Lars, which you are now. MC Lars, Horace Could it have very easily Is there an alternate universe That has an MC
1: Horace Running around uh, Well my first band Was called Horace Okay And um, I was a big fan Of MC Paul Barman mm-hmm. So I thought it was like Having a uh, long Funny rap name Was tight And But I didn't want to be MC Lars Because I knew MC Chris Was out there And I didn't want to be Like stealing style Okay and my manager was like Well you know It's different enough So then it became MC Lars.
0: (laughs) But I think your style is already pretty different just from the fact that you are collaborating with so many, like, punk and rock artists, right? Like, Bowling for Soup and The Matches, et cetera, et cetera. Um, You got some deep-seated insecurity about, like, no, I got to be something, like, blank.
1: Yeah, I mean, the MC thing was, like, a tell of showing this is rap, you know? Uh So, like, I'd play with all these punk bands, and then it kind of, like... Was like, well, if it's an MC, it's rep, so so it's different. You know what I mean? I think that it's a matter. It was a matter of trying to stand out with my branding. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Lars. So my, like you said, my real name's Andrew. Lars was like a family nickname I had since grade school.
0: And I feel in Geekscape. Let's be, let's be clear, all right. I have a friendship with these people, but if you see them on the street, their names are Mega Ran and MC Lars. Do not front, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, don't front Geekscapists, all right? <laughs> or ask for permission first. Be like, may I call you
1: MC Lars? <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> it gets confusing, right? Because having multiple names. Like, for mine, especially confusing because MC Chris, his real name is Chris. Yeah. It's like, who's Andrew? My manager doesn't, <laughs> ever call me, doesn't ever call me Andrew. He calls you Lars. Yeah, yeah, she calls me Lars because it's just. She does. It's, it's confusing. It's like, who the heck is Andrew? I just like I still feel that Some mornings And so and so, so When so when, when, you, when people Are calling you
0: Anything but MC Lars You're You just like Even when it's Your real name People you're just like Huh It takes you a while To respond
1: It's a level of intimacy Like you It's cool I know you And like We're friends forever sure. So it's cool But like If I just met someone They'd be like Yo Andrew I'm like Who are you We didn't
0: go to Fucking grade school together Don't yeah. be calling
1: me Andrew It just It feels like a violation Like I, they grab me In a way where I'm like I don't want you to hug me I don't know you You smell like Cheetos <laughs>
0: Whoa. It's so like Geekscape is there it is, okay? But like but it's don't okay. call yeah.
2: Okay. We definitely get we go through that together. You drop your drink, you're Um, We're out on tour a lot, and since we're all good friends right. on the tour, we all know each other by our first name. Um, but what do we call you? Meg Ran. Mega Ran? Meg Ren? Meg is fine. Hey for Meg for Me- hey Megan and hey Megan. I like your CD. Meg. <laughs> uh, but uh Lars has a thing where you know he knows us by our our real names. So oftentimes in front of fans, he's like, "Hey, raheem Hey, damien Hey, Mark!" Right? You know, and which could encourage them to also do the same, which is you know I don't mind. and they're trying way. to add you on Facebook. Yo, it's on you know, Wikipedia. Like, it's you in the it's easily found if you Google any of us. Our first name is the first thing that comes up. So, you know, but it does make me feel like. What made you do that? You know what I mean. I, I read an interview with um, Colt Cabana, and he was saying like, when people email him using his real name, his name isn't Colt. Right. That he instantly like deletes the email. Like if I don't, if he I didn't know you it. like that, yeah. Why would you do that? Just say you're if you're a fan of Colt Cabana, like you're a fan of Mega Ran, then no, I'm not Rahim to you. I'm Megaran to you. Okay, so which wh- is fair.
0: So Geekscape, I feel like I've dug myself a hole here because you guys have only known me as Jonathan for the last 13, 12 years. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know what to do about it. When people ask me what my brother's wrestling name is, I say Paul. (laughs) because <laughs> he definitely wrestles, he under, wrestles under Paul, Paul London, London. So. <laughs> like, and, and, and there are people who are like Jonathan London's not your real name that's not
2: your real name what's because your real most, name like WWE guys that give them like a work name you know sure. a name which is not usually their given name because it, they don't want them to go out and use it and make money it. we out of have a pretty time, cool you know? name
0: it's like, a cool name. we have know? an okay London's name, a great name but uh, yeah Jack London that's, that's our yeah, dad yeah, that's that. our father's name
2: what What and, Yeah
0: I mean And my dad had Legendary to jacket. My dad had to All put it. So no. my dad started Publishing Like books for himself And yeah. he had to add a W Because his middle name Is Woodville oh, And he had to put okay. Jack Woodville Jack W. London When he republished things And there's a story He told me about How he went Somewhere as a lawyer His profession and checked into a hotel In like The Valley in Texas hmm. And And uh, and they were like, the Jack London? He goes, that would be me. And they wanted <laughs> yeah. to comp his room. What? And he's like, no, 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 please. Like, understand, that guy's been dead a hundred oh, years. Oh like, gosh. it's not going to happen. The Jack so, so, Lars came out of punk rock. What did you come out of? I came out of like,
2: gospel right? rap. <laughs> That's where I came from. I came out of the church. And It's true.
0: Like... Do you still, I mean, how well, are you is, in religion now?
2: I mean, I feel like I'm much more of a spiritual guy than religious. Sure. Uh, you know, I do believe that there's a higher power somewhere. Uh, but I do believe that, you know, I just believe that if you're a nice person, you know, universal law is that, you know, if you're a great person, good things will happen and you help people and all that. And every religion agrees on that stuff. So those are the things where where that's where I am as a, as a person, you know, about just being spiritually balanced, you know.
0: And there is a train that comes by regularly here in downtown Long Beach Geekscape, so we are bringing you to the experience. This should be immersive, okay? True. Sure. Um, did you find it confining, or was it something that you started falling out of step
2: with religion? or No, like- it was definitely confining. I was at a point where if I wanted to play songs at uh, a bar, you know, a place that served alcohol, people would at the church would, would look at me like I was a hypocrite, like, oh, sure. you can't. It was that strict. You can't play with those heathens. And it's like, well, these are the people who need to hear the message. You know, and even, you know, there's there's scriptural stuff about, you know, Jesus going into places where, you know, it wasn't exactly the nicest, coolest, you know, most religious people. Because that's those are the people who need the change. You know, they always say you can't shine in, in the light. You shine in the darkness. You mm-hmm. know, you don't bring a flashlight into a place that's already lit. So... Um, we kind of bumped heads on that, and that was really what it was. I wanted to make music about other things, you know. And uh, gospel is literally the word of God. So it's not gospel if it's not uplifting God. And so if I make a song about Mega Man, it's not uplifting God. It's, it's not, a false god. It's not negative. It is a
0: false god. It's a it false is, god. is the other right. those people at Comic Con who like are outside with the with uh. the. With the, the signs they and they're telling you you're going to hell because you worship, false gods like Superman.
2: Yeah, they go pretty hard. Uh, um, but yeah, like it's, it's just to me was I wanted to talk about other things like, OK, well, I can't talk about the block I grew up on or the friends I grew up with who maybe some have passed away or some have gone on. And, you know, just different topics you talk about in music, love or losing love and friends. You know, they're like, that's not gospel. So it was way too restrictive for what I was trying to do. How old are you? Like Mm, That's maybe 17, 18.
0: And you had been singing rap. Wait, was rap part of it or was it singing or choir? And it was rap. Yeah, it was rap. So you would think that rap is a pretty recent like appropriation by the church as part of their message,
2: yet they wouldn't be adaptive towards... I think they were already um, not as receptive to rap. So, So I think that that didn't help, the fact that it was rap. And um, I had a pastor who told me that he thought that because the beats of rap would encourage people to, to dance in a way that wasn't, uh, you know, godly. Yeah. It didn't matter what Let's you hope were so. saying. I mean. You know what I mean? If yeah. You know, you start moving around and some, some body parts are shaking and it's like, oh, that's not godly. So it doesn't even matter what you're saying. So you, that like. was pretty strict, where you? So grew they up. were
0: pretty strict, and I remember. Meanwhile, Anders, anar. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Lars is an anarchist. Oh yeah, over here with uh, the punk, rock, punk and rock, and you're over here with the cosmo. all day, <laughs> and you
2: and, guys are uh, collaborating. And now here we are. Like, <laughs> I mean, we're we're much different folks than we were then. But I think that that was a big part of my upbringing, and I always felt like, man, I want my positivity and my spirituality to show on these albums and releases somewhere, as right. well as being able to have fun. And talk about other things that, you know, weren't, Jesus is great. Amen, John 3.16. You know, I I felt like it was a little whack sometimes to to have to squeeze in, you know, scripture into raps. You
0: know what I mean? Because of the abundant positivity or because you stopped believing in a strict...
2: Well, I stopped believing in, uh, I guess, what you could call the orthodox uh, strict Christian manner of of ministry sure which was you know these people that are not in this house like out in the house of god don't deserve to hear the word and that was something that i didn't i didn't agree with it sounded it seemed wrong yeah i felt like the people who need to hear it are out in the bars and out on the street and so we need to take it to the street and when i would attempt to do that they would uh they would be kind of judgmental about it
0: do you still drop some religious or spiritual stuff into your work now? Heck
2: yeah. My last uh, two albums, I've had songs about about my faith. Uh, One song called Believe and another song called I Wouldn't Miss It For The World, where I like to talk about my upbringing and and how I do believe that we should all be good people and things like that. So I think it's important to let people know kind of where you stand, whether it be politically or spiritually. Um, I think it's important because this is the only... Venue we have to do so is through the microphone, so uh, I think it's important to Ooh. once in a while. But I had to get comfortable with that. This is ten years into my right. career. You know? Well, we
0: have a, a punk rocker here, and <laughs> I mean, yeah. punk, but punk rock is all about some level of stance, right? Like it, it acts like it's anarchy, or it acts like it's destruction of some establishment, or the, you know, traditional. When people think punk rock, but how did you come out of that? And how far into it were you? Like, how, how, how angry were you as a kid, Lars? <laughs> like, really is the question, right?
1: I mean, I I got my start playing guitar in bands in the church, too. I grew up in that environment. Whoa. And so it's interesting that this has, like, become part of our story. And, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, and I'm also, like, straight-edge vegan. So I kind of mm-hmm. have that, like, uh, the kind of guy who wouldn't be really fun at a party vibe if you didn't know my story. But I also feel like getting to that point... Made me realize that I can be self-reliant and independent and have my own, like, my own, you know, strength that doesn't rely on other things. Yeah. But I never judge people. I never judge you people. Want to hold that for you? good, <laughs> oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> good. And I never want people to impose my beliefs. I did a record that was <coughs> about my faith called Lars Attacks. Mm-hmm. And it kind of got a backlash from some of the Nerdcore fans: like, we don't want to hear you rapping about. God and Jesus and shit and stuff. So you'd think that these people would be open. You'd think
0: that a lot of the audience would be open-minded, though. I you think, know, and yeah,
1: I think people don't want to be preached to, and I think Raheem touched on a good point that it's like you. His have name to, is Meg Ma- Ma- Ra- Yeah, <laughs> this is really yeah. hard because we're friends no, and we're <laughs> we're like, and I'll be known
0: as J Lo for the course of this interview. Oh,
1: J Lo! No, you have to. That's a great thing about nerd chorus that you can use pop culture tropes as a way to like connect the dots. And, um, but anyway, we, I think it comes down to positivity and loving each other and being supportive and not judging other religions. You know, the Episcopalian church is very like, there's they, you can be a gay priest, there could be women priests, you can, you know, it's like, there's no delineation of, of salvation versus damnation, you know what I mean? It's like, everyone's welcome to the table. And that's what, what I think hip-hop is.
0: Is that what you were brought up in or is that what you now align yourself with?
1: Yeah, I grew up in very liberal churches and, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, that is kind of part of that gives me a lot of strength and joy. I have a, I have in my Twitter on my Twitter bio, I have a Bible verse, you know, and like it's like I don't, it's, you know, I don't bring it up, but since we're talking about it, it's sure, just I'm not ashamed to talk about it, and it's giving me a lot of strength, and it's tight as heck. And That's I think
0: well, well, people are always <laughs> like online, you can't talk about politics or religion, and I think that that kind of avoidance has led us down some really dire straits mm-hmm. in this country. I think that we've. Avoided talking about real shit For so long That we've ended up Really in some real shit And, it, and, and we've uh, we've, uh, we've ignored problems As geeks We've uh, self-medicated With these fantasies For so long And I, I gotta tell you Right now Geekscapers I don't give a shit I know that I reach A lot of young kids In this podcast I would love for you As a United States citizen Those of you who are United States citizens To fucking vote November 6th I cannot feel more strongly about this I kind of don't even care who you vote for But I would love for you to be active In our political system Those of you guys who listen to us in Australia We know that you have to do it by law And Canadians, just understand We're not really going to invade you And that you're still our good friend regardless of what our political leaders say. I think that we should be talking about politics. I think we should be talking about religion. Uh, I hear what you're saying about acceptance. As a straight edger, I'm somebody who everybody questions is like, well, what do you think about like people who smoke? Or why aren't you militaristic? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, the idea of being straight edge got looped in about like with the idea of me being militaristic all of a sudden and militant against like, people who smoke, people who eat meat, people who wear leather. And I really kind of did this for myself, In mm-hmm. I'm guessing you did as well.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, some of the for me is in high school. Some of my favorite bands were like Earth Crisis and sure. a lot of vegan. Those hard, are hardcore, hardcore bands. Hardcore yeah. bands are so good because they have all this pent up anger and energy, <laughs> right? And like, like it's the, some of that stuff is so heavy. You know, the early Victory Records stuff before mm-hmm. the, everything got real emo and everything like. It's just that stuff when I'm working out and like jogging or whatever, it just is so good. And you still do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I still love, those are some of my favorite bands. So it's kind of cool. For years I wasn't wasn't straight edge or vegan, but getting back to that, it was like in high school I had no other options, you know. No,
0: I don't, I mean, tell me about it. Because I I became straight edge through that same scene. Yeah. And then when my brother was killed by a drunk driver, I said, well, well, this is just how I'm going to be. This is like, I don't want to contribute to that. That that section of society, the, the alcohol, the celebration of alcohol. So I'm just going to do this. Drugs and alcohol are out. Then I, I kind of looked up after 15 years, 10 years, realized I was still practicing that and wasn't wasn't vocally saying I was straight edge that much. All my other friends who were straight were long since not, and I was like, well, now I identify with it more than anything because it's def- it's been an e- it's just segued into who I am. It's, it hasn't been even that big of a deal. But you're saying that – I'm trying to figure out what you were – Yeah, no, in high school. You're you're saying that in high school you had to do this.
1: I had very strict parents, and I went to a a prep school where, like, if you were caught drinking on the weekends, even if it was just a rumor, you'd be expelled, like, instantly. Wow. Because there were a lot of boarding students, so they were – because they were the guardians for these minors, there was this kind of, like, strictness. Sure. So I never – i like p- hardly ever I think I maybe drank like one time during the summer in high school. How sick did you get? And, yeah. I mean, How sick did you get? I was not prepared for that. And I <laughs> and it was like yeah, I've Meanwhile,
0: Megaran's downing church wine <laughs> and he's like glug 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 glug, glug, glug <laughs> Blood of the Lord. Grape juice. <laughs>
1: I think yeah, I think that it it's uh you know I've wrestled with stuff I had I I am sorry to hear about your brother man I,
0: No I mean the geeks get, a lot of longtime geeks
1: games, they know this stuff but yeah. but you thank you I had a friend one of my best friends he uh he was killed in a drunk driving accident by a by a 19 year old on Halloween and he mm-hmm. was 14 and that was like my friend Tim and I who we were in our first band together uh we kind of made this pact that we would never overindulge or, or or do something stupid while drunk Sure and that is kind of like at the core of, of a lot of, you know, a lot of that band came out of the memory of our friend, my friend Jason.
0: That was a punk band.
1: Yeah, it was, and it was called, that band was called Amphoteric. Uh-huh. Which, uh Which, the riff for Hot Topic is not punk rock. Came from one of our early songs called Green Machine. Uh uh-huh. Which, um, we're selling these USBs that have like some of our old stuff on it. But anyway, that's kind of my background, and uh, if anyone wants to, like, is struggling with stuff or wants to talk about 12-step stuff or meetings or all that, they can always hit me up because I've been in the rooms, and it's, it's and you, been so awesome. You,
0: so, did you go pretty far, far down that
1: route? I think I've wrestled with things. and um, Substances. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's like, without getting too specific, it's, sure. it's... There's been a lot of, like, finding a higher power and going th- through and finding strength in my community, and yeah, I feel I'm better for it and I can really lend a hand. And the vegan thing is kind of connected to that, you know, wanting to have control over not leaving a, a bad footprint on the earth and being control over my body and knowing that like when I was not watching what I was eating, I was definitely a little reckless and I, you know, I weighed a lot more and I was unhappy. Mm-hmm. And so just trying every day, just being like, if I'm putting it in my mouth, is it good for me or bad for me? And like, you know, it's what am I, How am I affecting the Earth? And is this a sustainable thing? And without getting too political, I just also feel this. I went, uh, I went scuba diving in Great Barrier Reef when I when I got engaged, and seeing all the fish and everything. Like without sounding like too much of a hippie, I'm like, this is beautiful. This 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 world here, and I don't want to like. I can't be eating these fish. You it's know irresponsible. It's irresponsible. I feel like, but I'm never going to judge anyone. And like, there's sustainable ways to to farm and. Raise animals and uh, yeah, so that's that's my done with my soapbox. You're
0: I would, guys, I wouldn't allow, I wouldn't ask you guys on the show to be anything but yourselves. So please, like, Thanks. don't feel like you have to censor anything for the Geekscape. Is they're they're big kids, they can take it. They can be told different. They're different people. And we definitely don't want this to be, the, uh, like I said, the middle of a human centipede where they're only listening to people they agree with and then throwing out stuff that they agree with because <laughs> that is just, you're swallowing somebody else's shit and spinning it back out. That's like Twitter. like Twitter. <laughs> right you know? On. It's like, I'm only going to follow the people who agree with me and make me feel better about myself yeah. and I'm only going to do that image shaping for others where it's like i'm gonna you fuck that good let's throw out ideas let's <laughs> throw out right. I, let's throw out fucking ideas that we disagree right. with and let's wrestle with them because that's I the like fucking it. point of life that's, that's and, the point of life you know and then go see venom and get upset <laughs> 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 which yeah, is the last episode of said Shavis, something if You want to.
2: about um you know coming up listening to like hardcore like vegan bands and things and um uh, i i didn 't think about it until I started writing a book i 'm writing these these memoirs and i'm writing a little bit every day and I came up listening to rappers who were like also very spiritual and religious they were way into like the five percent and uh you know what does that about mean five tel- percent is um, yeah. uh it was nation of islam it was a sect of, of 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 islam where these guys believed that five percent of the world were the civilized people and the rest of the 95 percent it was your job to try to convert or show the 95 percent uh, the the other way wow you know so um it was always uh power wisdom equality things that like Wu-Tang Clan talked about okay it was a lot of like spiritual stuff and they always talked about not eating pork and and things like that and um Big Daddy Kane a lot of a lot of these guys when I, that I grew up listening to were making a lot of references to stuff that I didn't get at the time. I was just like, "Yeah, great beat, great rhyme. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I started looking up words and things, and I don't know how much of it I agree with, but but there were a lot of great um, pieces, like tidbits um, about knowledge of self, you know. And Christians, and m- the majority of what I came up, you know, learning was that you know you have to seek knowledge of God, you know, and God will show you the way. And um, the other side of it, the five percenters believe that you you learn, you know yourself and when you know yourself then you can you know dictate your fate that way and so it was a really like good but how do you do that topical like, stuff yeah by studying, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you just you know, gotta, yeah. You gotta study, you know, study your lessons and, and hang around the. Ask questions learn from, from the, the wise world. people who have lived and walked the path,
0: you sure. know. Sure. Watch and, Master of uh, the Flying Guillotine 15 million times, <laughs> like the Wu Tang, no <laughs> there doubt, you did. Go. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And Shogun Assassin. Shogun Assassin, <laughs> yes. Geekscapist, if you haven't watched those Kung Fu movies, oh, uh, classics. You got your homework for the week.
2: So, yeah, it was always like interesting points to make, you know, and I remember having Christian friends who would be like, oh man, I don't know if I can listen to that because they're they're not teaching the right ways and it's like but the beats are dope and the, the rhymes are dope so it, it became a great discussion point and they were always talking about that like living right, eating right, you know, treating each other right, things like that. So it was cool to, to see that stuff in early hip hop, you know, in the 80s and 90s and uh, Cuz I, I think you're fighting
0: against me. shit. Like I think that any good art, you're wrestling with it. Yeah. You are wrestling with something. Independent film, music, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, art, indie oh, comics, all that stuff is podcasting. wrestling with something. Like all of it is wrestling with something in the push and pull of ideas. You guys have a collaboration of a song called Walden about Henry David Thoreau. Yeah. Spending yeah, all that time alone at Walden Pond. He wrote on on Walden Pawn, you Geekscapists went to high school. You had to read some Henry David Thoreau. Yeah, Please tell me that <laughs> the educational ready. system still demands that you read that. Please. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is nothing if not just wrestling with one's own thoughts in a vacuum of being alone. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you guys are uh, online, go listen to the song right now
2: or whenever you yeah, finish on this on up. Yeah, it's Spotify right now. Go and, check it out. It's the first unofficial leak from the record. The mm-hmm. whole thing is coming uh, probably this winter. Uh, we're just finalizing the whole album now, and it's about different books that we've that have touched us at different times. And in it's our a lives. collaboration between you and Myself Lars. Myself and MC Lars are doing the rapping. We have great guests: MC Frontalot, Shay for the Dark Lord, Quelle Chris, uh, Miss
1: Eve, Dan,
2: Dan Bull, B Dolan. Great folks. Books like 1984, Watchmen, uh, Ichabod Crane um there's so many good ones so old and new we went all over the place for this like a lot of stuff that inspired us and we're able to take lessons out of them you know that apply to today which i Mm -hmm. think is so important and uh with walden especially man i think that that's one that we can all relate to as artists you know where sometimes you need that that solitude to to create and you just got to get away from the you know the noise and you know and, and he literally did that and so i think that um we all seek that that place, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, and the, even the song talks about like there's a place you can go, you know, and uh, and if we if we can find that place, then we can all achieve I think true peace and harmony.
0: And it can be an internal. Uh, there's something I talk about a lot. Uh, I've been doing a lot on Facebook, and a lot of you Geekscapists are friends with me on Facebook. But in like the the, the bouts of depression, and anxiety, and stuff like that, it's so crucial, especially today as we're walking through this shared cultural miasma, uh, you know, through, I don't know, we're in a weird time, and we're all going through it together, and it's having effects on on all of us, uh, regardless of where we're from or what we stand for, um, but there's a lot of noise, and cutting the signal and figuring out what the signal is beyond all the noise is something that I think helps you stay present, helps you stop thinking about what you should be doing. I think social media is telling us who we should be. How many, you know We should put the selfies up. We should put up the, 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 these videos and the Instagrams in, in, in image shape for other people rather than for ourselves. And there's that, there's that allure of how many likes are you going to get? How many followers are you going to get? And this and that. I can understand that from your perspectives or Geekscape's perspectives where you want to have people actually listening to your message. But it's a dangerously seductive thing to a lot of people if they can't separate that signal from the noise, and I know I've fallen victim to it in and out several times. How do you guys get when it's, when, it, when it's part of the gig, get people to the show, get people to the album, get people to your message, but sometimes the noise, you have to cut through it. Like, Have there been times when you're like losing sense of like what you're doing and it gets a little hard to stick to the signal?
1: I mean, I think it's a, you know, people want those pop culture references and they want those tropes that they're familiar with, right? And so it's like a matter of finding meaning. And like, if you're going to tell a story, for instance, on my Zombie Dinosaur album, I have a song about Hans Molman mm-hmm. from The Simpsons. And the theme is just about survival and persistence and um, strength. And like, even when people think you're done, not quitting. You know what I mean? And like, that's that's instead of just doing a song like Hans moment did this Hans moment did that Hans moment got hit with the football how's that <laughs> that, like was, that would be so wack but I wanted to make it kind of about that that yeah me it's about fa- you it's me really yeah. it's about like that the fact that for 15 years I've been doing this and it's I'm not planning on stopping I mean I think the Walden well, song is interesting because it's about tapping into that space and i feel like formats like podcasting and stuff are cool because it forces people to just like we're sitting here outside the venue talking not distracted things that can give you that 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 rejuvenating human experience and i think there's like a move away from it's almost punk rock in a way the move away from a, a 2 million views on a video doesn't make something better it just makes it more pervasive in the culture and then maybe you don't trust it because it means that it might reflect not the best things Of human nature you Yeah know?
0: trust is probably A big word when it comes To a lot of that stuff Especially when you see stuff That doesn't look like It has any real cultural Any you know, like substance And it's being celebrated Like crazy
1: Yeah popular is not Necessarily good And I think in 2018 Like popular can be a liability Because it mm-hmm. means that Something I don't know it's Economically sincere or Yeah it's economically yeah. profitable But it's I don't know I, I, I So much of of social media is problematic, and right. and that's why you know being able to have a political viewpoint and stand by it. And I posted about the Kavanaugh stuff, and a lot of my fans were like, "Lars, don't be political. I don't listen to your music anymore." And Schaefer made a good, or Frenell gave me a good like idea to respond saying. There are plenty of artists who don't have a point of view. Feel free to enjoy their music.
0: Yeah, and did you see what like Taylor Swift did like last week?
2: Yo, Taylor her. Swift, she
0: fucking oh, she's finally said something. And I love that she's and been silent for so
2: long. A ton of kids registered to vote. And uh, and I think yes. she just realized like yo, like I have a lot of influence. And uh, we got to influence responsibility. Yes, we like Spider Man to vote.
0: Yeah, like with great power. Great responsibility. great responsibility. Like, that's Come on. Uh, and I'm just going to plug real quick. Uh, next week, Yuri Lowenthal, who plays Spider-Man in the PS4 game, will be my guest. So if you're Yo, into that PS4 game, go Olive. ahead and
2: listen. That game is amazing. <laughs> that
0: game is amazing. I'm excited to sit down with Yuri and
2: talk about it. I thought you we Taylor Swift, but that's no, yeah, I mean, hey, Taylor. Spider-Man. Hit me, hit me back on those DMs. <laughs> oh. That was dope. When I saw that, uh, I think we all instantly felt rejuvenated, empowered. We're like, oh man, well, she's got so much to lose right as far as people sponsors corporations' would be like whoa, whoa whoa whoa, what are you doing you know this could you know like granted she's got what a hundred million followers at this point so sure. if she loses 10 million it's not a huge deal but the fact that she stood up and said something I think it's so important and we we call people in the she town, employs like yeah she got a responsibility. to we people. came up listening to a lot of folks who you know I think made those statements those controversial statements and I love that you know public enemy was always you know, they took a political stance. Hey! hey. <laughs> so, I love the fact that when when someone who's commercially successful can say something, like, hey, I realize that now I have a poll and I have responsibility to speak up, instead of being like, just counting your money. You know, I was always a big basketball fan, and, and I look at the difference between like a Michael Jordan and a LeBron James. Sure. You know, it's always glaring to me to see both of them in yeah. their prime. Michael
0: time. always had a great team, and Dick Bavetta is a ref.
2: Yeah. He won a lot of uh, Shots fired. And, shots uh, fired. <laughs> 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 all right. Um, must be a Laker fan. Uh, Not a Laker fan. Uh, I, okay. Come on, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, wearing a Utah Jazz hat. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> but Michael Jordan had a lot of moments to speak up, you know, yeah. during a lot of crucial times, during the, the Rodney King verdict, during OJ. Like, he, all these things were happening, and he was nowhere to be found. And, uh, and I think there's a quote from him. Where they asked him, like, "Hey, man, you you know, do you ever want to say something?" And he's like, "Oh, Republicans buy shoes too, you know." Yeah. uh, And he's like, he didn't want to upset anyone, and I understood that. And and folks, and then LeBron James speaks out. You know, you hear like the media attacking him, saying, "Oh, just shut up and dribble." Sure. you, You gotta just play sports you like, know, fuck you i gonna
0: open a school
2: know. and now he's like alright well I'm gonna open a school how about that you know like you still want me to shut up and dribble like I think that it's so important to see the people realizing their power and like you said their responsibility you know shout out to Aunt Meg she was so with that. <laughs> well, Uncle Ben said it oh yeah it
0: was Uncle, Uncle ben, ben said it, said it. don't worry don't it. worry we're but not going to take the game, credit I away think she repeated
2: it <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers no spoilers, no spoilers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the video game is great Geeks gave us. if you haven't played it uh, how do you guys get a chance to play it how long has this tour been going on and then is this your first this album that's coming out in the in the winter is that your first collaboration it's not
2: We've collaborated on each other's projects a lot over the years since we've known each other, but this is the first full-length together. When you
0: call it something new, what are you guys calling this thing? This
2: is called the Dewey Decibel System. <laughs> now, that's not like our group name. I know, but it, because you guys are talking about made books. It's Lars, but it's all yeah. books, and um, people are going to love it, man. I think it's both of our best stuff. Like, it's super top-notch beats, top-notch concepts, lyrics are so fire. Like, we sat together in a studio in Brooklyn for a week. Just hammering out ideas and concepts. That's fast. Three years in the making, though. Guys, okay. But the That's recording fast. went down in a week. We wrote
0: for years. That's still fast. Yeah,
2: Three years isn't fast.
0: But no, a week is fast. Like, well, to get wrote, all that work done in a wrote, week.
2: Uh, yeah, we worked, what, 12-hour days. That's a sprint, yeah. You know what I mean? So we were we went super hard because we owed this to our fans, and I think that uh, it was something that we talked about. And I, I won't do this in the future. I won't talk about stuff until it's ready. You know, but I think talking about it got me, you know, f- made me feel responsible for getting it done. So, I would have an idea that I wrote in Phoenix, and I come to the studio, and like, and then Lars is like, "Well, maybe you could say it this way," and then I'll be like, "Hey, well, maybe you can say this this and way." And you're in the Bay Area. So we started working. Or where are you at?
1: I'm living in New York now.
2: In New York now. So
1: we were yeah, we stayed with our we worked with our friend Brad for a week out in Bushwick and then we launched the uh, the crowd the crowdfunding Kickstarter while we were in Columbus for the gathering of the juggalos. Mm-hmm. We played with uh, ICP there and the next day we had we weren't playing that morning so we sat together and put together like the, the concept and the marketing and we launched on kickstarter and that was kind of a cool kickoff for the project like showing that we're we're doing stuff in different scenes and like we got a good reaction there and it's it's been really cool and like a huge shout out to the hundreds of people who backed the project like it it went way above our goal and that was tight. And
0: how was the gathering? My brothers wrestled at the gathering, and he says it's like the people there are so nice. It was so nice. <laughs> it's like a Everybody, community that I you had so don't many
2: expect that. People telling me, oh, be careful. Oh, you've yeah, watch out for this or that. Because there's a
0: stereotype, and I and I just and I just said and I just said you don't expect that. Like like you think yeah. that these the juggalos are gonna before. come at like you they're with attitude, beat you up and
2: leave you in an alley, You're like, oh, <laughs> and just then just pour fago on you. Love there. I mean, I will say, I mean, not disrespecting anybody, but I got probably the dirtiest I've ever been in my life being there. Just because it was a rainy, sure. muddy situation.
0: Like Woodstock 94. Yeah, like
2: I had grime on me that still hasn't come off. Like, of, of So I, I got threw away shoes. I threw away. Wait,
0: you're not black. No, it's just the fucking. Just, oh my god! The, <laughs> what
2: this the fuck? The remaining. Uh, no, I think, <laughs> that's I think I'm fucked up. Darker now. Um, <laughs> sorry, Geekscape, that was terrible. No, um, <laughs> you I, know what? It's <laughs> gonna happen. I'm sorry. Well, Welcome um, to Geekscape. Man, like so much love there, but again, I had so many people saying, oh, "Be careful!" I saw, I heard, I heard. It's always I heard. No one ever saw. I it. heard. It's right. Well, I heard the story that somebody this and they got booed and they got this and oh, boy, te-
0: we'll te- uh tequila, tequila, tequila.
2: Well, that was that actually happened. Yeah, the tequila. Te- te- yeah,
0: you guys can Google that one, Geekscape. It's the tequila tequila stuff supposedly happened. You
2: probably have to Google te- tequila at this point because. <laughs> <laughs> about her anymore. who's that <laughs> uh anyway my space was tight um so <laughs> yeah i had an amazing time so much love there man uh, um we played at 3 a.m and it what? felt like it was Are you fucking 9 p.m like they, it was they, just it that was shit was going all night all night man just wow <laughs> like just raucous energy and um i always tell the great story about me just kind of wandering around just kind of people watching yeah and um, uh, Fireworks going off and music playing, and Tech Nine up on stage rapping, and I'm just walking, and someone's like, Hey! And then I turn around, like, What? And the guy's like, I love you man. And I was oh like, man. Oh, I love you too man. Oh. And, oh, and it was just so much love. Did you I had to put it.
0: on any like clown paint or like ICP Dude, stuff? You we should have put on some You guys should have come out no, and been didn't. like, "What
2: up, my ninjas?" V- Lars is very like well versed in the in the lore of the of, ninjas of ICP. He has been, he can tell you. Are you a secret ninja? He is all about it. He's a <laughs> juggalo. He's out of the closet. He he does an ICP podcast now. Like he's he's fully out. Um and I love it. Like he got me in, and we had me. We read the book leading up to it. The it's book, the audio book.
1: Uh, yeah, there's a book behind the paint. Violent J wrote an autobiography, and it's a, the audiobook is very comes very highly recommended. And when we met them, Mega ran impressed the heck out of me by asking Violent J all these specific questions from oh, the book. You studied. You studied oh, yeah. for the exam. Yeah, I
2: studied. <laughs> I mean, the book is. is I, I couldn't recommend it enough. It's so good. You know, especially the audio book because he literally like <laughs> freestyles it he, and he reads it himself. So he reads, yeah, he reads oh, his own book. Damn! But then, as he's reading it, he'll be like, "Oh, that reminds me of this other time." So he goes and off, he'll go script. off script for <laughs> twenty minutes and be like, "Oh, what else? What was I saying?" Oh yeah, back to the chapter, and then he goes back. And It is so good. That sounds like, better
0: than the book it, for it sure.
2: Is. It's far better. It's it's like nineteen hours long. but it's So
0: good. So is that basketball documentary they started putting on ESPN though? There's a new yeah. basketball documentary called uh A Love Story, Basketball Love Story, and it's a 20-hour like series of mini-documentaries that one filmmaker made, and well, it I covers so an expansive series. I'm so excited to watch it. I can handle that. I'm so but, stoked. But,
2: Lars, tell them, tell them about your – where where did your ICP love come from? Like, when – yeah, that's what, something what that happened. We didn't talk about this I, or the I could origin have, story. I,
0: I could have pegged that as a, as something that you could would have done, but but Lars, I would have notched it up as a joke or something like that. It's yeah, sincere, it's no right?
1: It's real. I mean, I like how they did everything differently. I like how they built their own independent scene. For you know? sure, props to them. I like a lot of their beats. I like their storytelling and the whole dark carnival mythology. To me, I liken it to like Narnia, right? Sure. Because it's this metaphor of this big, expansive universe about kind of you could call it vaguely Christian themes of that's like some Narnias,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, Narnia
1: too. It's like this idea of like each character, without going too deep in the original six <laughs> decks, is about uh did you live a good life or did you live an evil life?
0: I love how the geeks would be like, fuck you man, you you had two of my favorite artists on there and all you guys talked about was religion and politics. Uh, uh, <laughs> you tried no, to convert li- me to Christian. Li- yeah. Yeah, but
1: that's the thing I like yeah. about I C B it's surprising <laughs> Yeah, you, would, you think it's like it's oh. challenging. Yeah, you think it's like violent. Fago, oh ha ha. <laughs> they, they distrust science. Okay, <laughs> my ninja. <laughs> but it's the music and their live shows always on point, And they, you know, seeing them in '98 in, in Palo Alto at the Edge made me want to become a rapper. You were That a kid. was the moment. I was 16. I painted my face up. <laughs> wow. We went up in the. We went with my friend and my singer, my old band, and his mom drove us up and uh we went and it was the first time i'd ever seen like a drunk person fall over it's the first time I ever was kicked in the head in a mosh pit with a doc martin to the face oh jesus but i i that that moment stuck with me because it was just like oh this is rap can be creative and yeah. uh, insane and literally and, and yeah. very different and i was proud of it and back then you know i was when people in california weren't really bumping icp back then well
0: no, you were in the bay and that scene was that punk rock scene, at least, was that Bay Area scene, was like that Gilman scene, yeah. and it wasn't like. Did you see the Gilman Street documentary? Speaking of four yeah, hours, that's to. a four-hour documentary. I, I loved it.
1: Didn't Billy, Billy Joe Armstrong produced, produced it? Produced it, yeah.
0: And I was like, are they going to tell everything? And within like five minutes, I see Dr. Frank on screen, and I'm like, yep, they're going to cover everything. Uh, uh, I so love cool. it.
1: I got that's at the top of my watch list.
0: Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the the, the Gilman Street documentary, um, and you find out what what, what Hedgecore is. And that whole thing that like... What is that? So Hedgecore, is, you hear about it in the Operation Ivy songs and all that stuff, but um, they're just dicking around and jumping literally into hedges and being like, you know, because everything's hardcore, nerdcore, this core. They started yelling Hedgecore and jumping into bushes. <laughs> and they were literally yelling Hedgecore, so it's a joke. Mm. And I don't know if you've listened to The Long Shot, Billy Joe's new band. No. You, you should. It's it's really guitar rock uh, they're fucking awesome, um, I, they they toured in the, uh, they toured over the summer, they were awesome live, it's really great music, but he has a love song about jumping into hedges, and I'm like, oh man, that whole Gilman Street scene was just a bunch of, like, clowns jumping, like, playing punk rock and jumping into fucking bushes and shit, but that was your neighborhood, and I'm guessing that hip-hop wasn't as pervasive, but then you have guys like Boots Riley and stuff coming out of Oakland, and it sounds like hip-hop yeah. was a big part of that. Is, that. is there a difference between the Oakland thing and the Bay Area Berkeley thing? I don't know anything about it. It's just too many towns smushed
1: together. I mean, the cool thing about the Bay is that, like, it's not so weird. You go see Too Short one night and then, and then Operation Ivy the second night. You sure. Know? That's, like, the whole vibe. I, middle school and high school, I lived on the Monterey Peninsula, which okay. is south, which is, like, kind of near Santa Cruz, okay. which is a little more sheltered, you know? And I found ICP through trading... Bootleg prank call tapes with like this kid in Michigan. I, tra- I had like this rare jerky. Like jerky Boy boys, yeah. And I had a website where I like would tr- list all my prank call tapes and dub them and trade them. Did and
0: you go see the Jerky Boys movie when it
1: came to theaters? No, but I definitely was quick to buy it for VHS. Yeah. I think it's an, un- <laughs> an it's a un it's a un heralded classic uh,
0: what happened in the 90s when they were like let's put these cable shows on TV because I remember distinctly going to see Jerky Boys on in the theater Brain Candy with the with the, the kids in the hall and um, what was the third one that I went to see MST3K when it's they made classics. a movie yeah, yeah they made fucking movies what is that
1: but you know I don't think that the Jerky Boys movie was the hit it, it, it was not <laughs> it was not because people didn't want scripted calls
0: right so you're trading these these bootleg calls with your friends, and then how did this this hip hop slip in
1: there? What, what happened? Was, was there's one there was this one tape the Seattle phone pranks that jerky that ICP had sampled on the Super Bowl song from uh, the Tunnel of Love EP, and which, that made it into the tape. That, that he was like, yo, he's like, yo, Lars, check this out. They sampled this call on this tape you sent me. I was like, I didn't know where this was from this kid put it and he's yeah. like and he did a spoken in introduction you might like this song and it was it was icp and i was like pre Malinko, pre-riddle box you're like who are these guys yeah i was like who are these they boys? would be friends of mine and i was like i like them and yeah. then he, he would buy the i'd send him like <laughs> in, literally in the mail 20 bills and then he'd send me their albums which w- weren't really distributed outside of detroit and mm-hmm. so i was up on that stuff as a kid and 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 it was, you know, very, very like mysterious. Who the heck are these weird, strange people?
0: But without the internet, you couldn't research any of that stuff. Like, yeah, it was. We didn't know who bands were. without Maximum Rock and Roll. I didn't know who any of these bands were. You know, right. Like Remember Book Your Own Fucking Life? Yeah, exactly. Like, like I didn't know who. Like when I started booking like basement shows in high school, out of Book Your Own Fucking Life, which was that yearly publication Maximum Rock and Roll would put out that had all the bands and labels and tour agents and everything in it. Like you didn't really know these bands. Like you didn't recognize them until they pulled up. You couldn't go on the internet and look all that stuff up.
1: It's there's like no the, way. There's a magic to it, and you would trust other people's as you trust their taste, which I did with this kid. You become an authority. Yeah, and and, and if you're like a, if you're like a someone in the scene in different cities trading cassettes or like booking shows. You know, At, Adam from Adam's Package, he sent me mm-hmm. a list of promoters. When I was like in high school And that's kind of how I got my first shows He was like this underground list That I think was probably based on the maximum rock He's fantastic You should interview him
0: Have you? No Well does he leave Philly? Like I would love to have him on the show Um, I don't do a lot of I don't really do any remote stuff But but if I go up to the northeast And I would love to go back to Philly Because I went to undergrad there I would love to have him on the show Because I remember in undergrad He was still performing And he blew all of our minds because here's a guy and he's sampling fucking track and field from the NES, and I'm like, what is this? Would you guys call Adam in his package like a precursor to the modern day like like nerdcore thing, or is he in it? it or, by that point, was I don't know the history of nerdcore well enough to look beyond you guys and Chris, people I've had on the show. Like, what's there's the history? Been,
2: uh, there's definitely some connection. A lot of. Um, <laughs> I'd heard the word Nintendo Core, like Math the Band. Um, and when was that? So that was what was that like? Late '90s, early maybe early 2000s. So that's early. I feel like that was the first time I had heard things like that. Then going forward, I heard um, the Mini Bosses mm-hmm. who were out of
0: Fe- Arizona, it, yeah.
2: The uh, Advantage, um, and then I heard the Megas, 2004 or five, and uh, and then that was kind of where where I fit in at least. Um, and uh, you guys were still working and doing your thing.
0: But like Adam and his MC package predate that but by almost 10 years.
2: Absolutely. But I don't know how, I don't know Adam and his package is like connection to us. Like, do you, or, do you feel like he's aware of what he, we he do? He clearly or? influenced you is what you're uh, saying, you know. right, right Lawrence? like aware of, of, of our stuff? Does he know?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, I covered one of his songs on my second album. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was like that fusion of nerd and hardcore which nerf herder kind of was too and like a lot of that old stuff for me adam's package was an inroad to bands like fugazi and all yeah. the bands he would cover oh, i would he see him perform
0: with like bands like lifetime and texas the reason and stuff like that and it's like wait what's happening envision out of philly this is all philly stuff and it, new jersey stuff
1: yeah it gave me it gave me the confidence to be like oh one person with samples and the guitar can do this by himself i was like ah i'll do that but Without the package, without the Yamaha, I'll bring my laptop. And uh-huh. that was like, for me, that was so much more of an influence than any of, like, the Nerdcore stuff, because that I found out much later in college. with Chris, and then I found out, you know, about Frontalot and, uh-huh. and met them all. And, but everyone wants to claim that word, and I think Frontalot probably has the best assertion of it, because he kind of, like, he didn't trademark it, but he kind of, like, really ran with it. But I don't think he invented the term, but he would probably be very mad at me for saying that, so... I don't know. <laughs> he
0: gets get conscious yeah, about I, it. I
2: always give him credit for coining the term, but I don't necessarily know if that's right. the case. I remember him saying he was trying to think of a, a word to define what he was doing, and a word that wasn't necessarily used. When it came time when, like, I guess in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, when uh, when a lot of outside press saw this as new and novel, and, you know, and I remember, like, a lot popping up in like double XL and you on like CNN and like a lot of these cool things were happening, and uh, and I think they just needed a buzzword like you know to, to call this well this you bet you I this bet you never Nerdcore. heard of Nerdcore, you know and uh, that so yeah I don't know but I feel like that that time period like it gets a little muddy someone should definitely do a full I didn't like, compendium report on this like, I, I would love to see that I
0: didn't bring it up in my conversation with Chris a few episodes ago because I had read that he like wanted to disassociate himself with that with the with the, with the term but then when I when, and so I was like okay don't bring that up <laughs> to so so, you know not it up. don't bring that up the but word but but, the but he what? in the conversation was like yeah fine you know yeah. he's like yeah fine like whatever kids want to call it call it, it. I, I just call it loud party like we're just going to have a party when you come to my <laughs> show we're just going to have a party yeah. whatever the music is you're going to be dancing you're going to have fun we're going to tell jokes because he does a bit of stand-up type, type of stuff in his show Oh yeah,
2: his show is definitely something you, you don't see every day I mean, there's costume content Yeah, there's a lot it's of a party, stand-up.
0: it is a dance he party He
2: writes out 10-minute jokes I love it That go in the middle of his set So it's not, it's not like any, any concert that most people are used to ever seeing Because it's a combination of stand-up, you know There's this interactivity and fun party music So you went to undergrad in Philly I went to Penn, yeah Oh, wow I went to Penn State And I grew up in Philly So, uh, yeah I love it And I see a lot of Get that Philly, wall Philly connections off. In a lot of uh, A lot of our stuff Well, Matt Kelly Mike, our,
0: p- our podcast manager At Geekscape Is from Ours Philly lot
2: of time
1: in Philly
0: Yeah um,
1: MC My Chris My manager lives in Philly Shout
0: out to him e- lo- L- I love Chris, Chris City. Spent a
2: lot of time in Philly uh, Dead Milkman. I mean It goes on and on and on Philadelphia is a uh, a, a great hub for a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that's inspired a lot
0: of us. I really love that city. Um, so, it feels like with every nerdcore artist that there is a, another subgenre, not just of music that they are uh, like attached to. And with you, uh, Ran, it's like wrestling. And, okay. like, growing up with a brother that just wanted to be a wrestler the whole time, I, I got worn out of wrestling pretty sure. fast. Like, like Paul, it was all Paul was obsessed with. I had my fair share of the wrestling stuff. But, <laughs> but it is so popular now, and you've almost created your own niche within the wrestling community. Have you... I mean, would you say that? I don't know. Like, I don't I listen guess to wrestling. So. I it's don't watch wrestling enough, or at, really, all, at all. So, it's been like, interesting. Yeah. The but last you've gotten few a lot years. of fans from the wrestling community. Definitely. There's crossover.
2: Um, there's there's a huge amount of crossover. I didn't realize it, but I guess I would see it once in a while. Like, you go to San Diego Comic Con, you'll mm-hmm. see people cosplay as wrestlers. Sure. You know, so occasionally you started seeing that.
0: But that's a nerd thing. I understand nerds
2: mm-hmm. in wrestling.
0: Like, oh, yeah. I understand yeah. the Comic geeks books, in wrestling. Video
2: games, pro wrestling. Horror movies And then you come in You know in. what I mean I feel like there's Definitely a huge Cross section I'm
0: just trying to get Lars in some tights At tonight's show uh, And uh, maybe uh, having uh, him like, like do like A frog splash or, or something wrestle. Can I you do a somersault? We're sick, gonna get him wrestling. A
2: sick Hurricane Rana, uh, <laughs> deep cuts. Yeah, I feel like it's happening. You know, just be just a natural progression. I would occasionally make a mention on stage, like, "Hey, anybody into wrestling?" And then, For either, sure, who you know, a few more people would say some things. And uh, I think it's helped out a lot with a lot of the current wrestlers being younger kids who don't mind. Uh, You know, talking about their nerdy side. Right. You know, uh, shout out to New Day. Those guys, they play video games. Oh, they're such nerds. They're talking about unicorns and rainbows. Did
0: CM Punk start that? Because, or or, not CM Punk, I remember meeting Hmm. the dude who was, what was his name? A guy, Geekscapist, who were wrestling fans. I am so sorry. But the dude who dressed in green and dressed like a fucking superhero... The hurricane. The hurricane. I yeah. remember meeting hurricane, back. hurricane with my brother yeah. at Universal, and he had just bought like Identity Crisis, the DC book, and all that <laughs> stuff. And, he, and I was like, "This guy's a legit nerd." And oh, I,
2: it was straight like Green Lantern influence. Yeah, there was a yeah, lot of comic. The book hurricane stuff.
0: is that Hurricane? He was is one he one the first. precursor of like the nerd wrestling crossover thing? You know what? He might be first kind of nerd
2: wrestling crossover I feel like it could have been because
0: I think I would have gotten into wrestling if my brother would have started doing that shit <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like now
2: I support your profession <laughs> yeah I mean because he was like a little scrawny guy but he would pretend to be a superhero yeah so he would always take on and the now you got like, like oh I'm, I have super strength and, and, and then I saw would just knock him out of the ring I saw you
0: know? Paul in the PWG wrestling like a very early Kenny Omega yeah and he's all nerd and shit all like, nerd His moves it's all named nerd after, and
2: shit uh, video game terms the V triggers is, is, is one move the one winged angel Paul's mushroom
0: stomp was a shout out to me mushroom because I'm a stomp. fucking nerd nice. i because Mario's my shit
2: uh, so yeah I feel like now everyone's so okay with, with that and I, I remember them saying some of the younger guys were like the old wrestlers would see them playing games backstage. And uh-huh. like, what are you doing? Like yeah. playing video games? What? We played cards like real men over yeah. here. Yeah, you know. So it was—it's a, a lot of like hurry up and wait when you're doing TV, you know. Sure. So these guys have nothing else to do. So they decided to set up video game systems, and and more and more guys were actually into it—not just like the Madden and Call of Duty. It's a generational thing. Actually, yeah, it's definitely a generational thing. I think that video games were definitely a, a '90s, '80s kind of '80s baby kind of thing. So now all the younger kids are okay with it, and they're bringing it into their characters a lot
0: more. How do we get Lars wrestling?
2: Well, let's see. He's already in the ICP. I've seen I mean, ICP, ICP wrestle. I yeah. So I think it's possible, very possible. He gets you in the next uh, Bloody Mania or <laughs> something. <laughs> I
1: would say like 90%. Well, three-quarters of my wrestling knowledge comes from my passionate knowledge of ICP's lyrics, and the rest comes from just spending months in the van with this guy. <laughs> listening to all the podcasts and meeting all your friends and meeting Xavier and just like being able to learn because it's this pop culture thing it's like you can't avoid it and it's who cares that it's like if I don't know everything like last night someone held up a action oh, figure man. and i'm like it's ultimate warrior it's like no it's stingray or whatever <laughs> it was a sting thing? it was sting hey, i'm like yeah. what? I, okay well I, I mean i tried they've got like the, the, the they had the face yeah the face no shirt on like give me credit i'm I, i'm <laughs> trying bro don't right. you, don't don't shame me
2: the guy kind of shamed he shamed sting. you D- oh come on.
0: well it's like, there's I, something there's else going something on, on there
2: it's pretty good right Ultimate Warrior used to team with sting yeah so i think that's a totally yeah. fair give me a break fans so you yeah, gotta let him off the hook for that. People. Don't like, geek shame. I, I don't like that at all. Don't hate, I create. I, I didn't. I didn't like that. Like that wasn't very nice of him
0: yeah but Sting would not approve of that a
2: pumpkin too, so he was
0: uh, And you know what would if you know would have gotten late <laughs> if you if he would have held up late stage, Sting, you would have said the crow so like fuck right. off yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean like, like at one point dude. he looked like the damn crow he looked like Duke he looked like Duke from fucking <laughs> G.I. Joe you know, know what I mean like there's a lot pages. of different phases so, in these
1: characters, yeah, like give people a break. And I learned something though they were on a team together, and okay, and one of them has less spiky face paint. Now I right know, okay, that's like you know it's, what, it's not like he held up Mario I'm like yo Luigi I'm down with him like he's channeling me on a Ouija I was like that's an, that's a, that's something that if I messed up I you could shame me for it. I
2: uh speaking I wouldn't shame you for that <laughs> but even like my wife knows who doesn't play any video games she would know Mario from Luigi so that's <laughs> true just based on
0: the color and the <laughs> yeah. heights. <laughs> um, speaking of uh Christians who ended up in music and wear face paint, uh dude, I went to see Alice Cooper like three months ago at the Greek and I was like six rows back. My How buddy was Andy that? got me it was fucking amazing. Was it was yeah. like a satanic Broadway show. There were costume changes, there were giant fucking pyrotechnics and set pieces. Ace Freely opened for him. And he got, he played all the kiss wow. songs that he helped write <laughs> and like wow. Dude, it was, it was insane And it's not something that Like, I'm not a metal guy You know what I mean? Like, even when it comes to punk rock I'm more of the pop guy So, like, my buddy was like Hey man, I have this spare ticket I can't refund it It's fucking You want to see Alice Cooper? I was like, this is something I would okay. love to do
1: I would have gone to yeah. And I
0: fucking went And I had a blast nice. And that was a fucking show That guy knows how to put on a show do
1: you, Jonathan, do you know he narrates Great Malenko? He's like, does the introductory narration On the ICP record <laughs> That's a little trivia <laughs> That's amazing Yeah, so just wanted to reference that anyway nah. And I saw ICP
0: wrestle uh, for Ring of Honor in Philly
2: Nice That oh, was really 2001 or 2 Wow They played their, uh, their entrance song, The Greatest Show uh, That was the one song from ICP that I knew when, uh, when we were at the gathering They played that song which they used to come out to in WWF with the oddities And uh, and I was like, oh, I know that song
1: the show gather yeah. yeah, up all juggalos and roll <laughs> everyone come see the greatest show i'm an oddity Quit looking odd at me that's a tight run that's pretty tight
0: <laughs> how often you guys just go off the script and, and freestyle is that like attack like a, when you think of rap oh, if, if, you're, right. if you're if you're unlike a not knowledgeable like myself in the rap game like you think that everything's fucking freestyle can
1: i set the record straight i i started freestyling because i saw mega ran do it so well and he invites me to join him on his set which is an honor and I just wanted to set the record straight that, like, that was something that, you know, I never wanted to be like I was biting one of his, his, his part of his show. But, like, I can only try to be as good as Megaran with the freestyles. But I feel like he's kind of like my freestyle coach. And when he brings me up to freestyle on his set, you get nervous. I get nervous, but it's fun because he's like, he, he, he. Hands I got me you. the mic and he I've like knows you. if it's a couplet that I'm gonna hit. Like I'm always doing the one if someone has a Asman hailer. Hale, I'm like I hope the show's not a failure. Only at the nerdcore show do you see the Asman hailer. He'll ah. give me the mic when like so he always has that's my good. back and 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 I just wanted to you know set the record straight that that's his bit that he brings me in on. Thank you. Thanks. Well,
2: <laughs> to to keep it all the way real and to show you how hip-hop has always been about like borrowing building and you know turning it into something new uh... i saw something similar from supernatural who i think he has the world record for freestyling holy shit uh... and he's been known for you know pulling out items and things like that and uh... props right. in his battles and, like, um, he yeah. had some great battles against a guy named juice who beat eminem in a battle mm. and uh... so when he beat him he did a lot of uh a lot of tricks that i use sometimes like changing your voice like he'll rap like another rapper or pull out something and be like oh you need this handkerchief you know yeah you they're like mocking the each other yeah yeah so props and and in, in, in that is what gave me the idea or not carrot, mm, <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: carrot top is he is he a prop color gallagher was, gallagher uh, yeah. baker gets enough props <laughs>
2: <laughs> but most of it, I think, even when, we, when we're when we working on music, you know, you start by writing, of course, but things have to hit your head first. So I'll play a beat, walk around, hum, you know, and hum melodies. Yeah, try and find kind something. Kind of freestyle a little bit to get, like, the first bit of it going. So there is a lot of that, but um, I think it comes from me for teaching. You, you know, got to read a lot. You got to think on the fly. Yeah. You know, of course, you got to be well-read. Yeah. And, and, you know, you got to know what's going on, but... You know, every lesson is going to go the same way. Like, I I taught five different classes in a day, you know, where you're teaching five different sixth or seventh grade classes reading. So, one class comes in extra hyper, one class comes in extra tired after lunch. You know, you got to learn how to adjust the lesson on the fly to make these kids excited about it so same thing with the show you go to a show and sometimes people are absolutely crazy you just say hi and they cheer for five minutes other ones you say hi and one person makes noise like last night and Fucking, you gotta wake the whole room up (laughs) and some guy has a sting toy in his pocket (laughs) (laughs) who's (laughs) that
0: what's his story yeah he's like I'm walking around with a sting toy in my pocket his
2: story is that he's familiar with the show sure and then that's like we've built such a great Relationship with our fans—that it's like, hey, now you get to be a part of the show. And Yo, I think he
0: still has that sting pocket in his in, in yeah, his pocket right now. right
2: now. Yeah, he's probably in the supermarket yeah. with the sting toy in his pocket.
0: What's up, girl?
1: Shout out to him. Thank you. That guy was really sweet. I like he him. Carve all these pumpkins that were like based on our album art. So oh, that's and fucking talent.
2: They're in the front of our. Uh, our van right now. That's super talented. So, uh, yeah, he's super talented. So, our fans are so special, and I think we build such a great friendship and relationship with them that they bring us stuff and uh, they're part of the show. And the freestyle, especially the item thing, I think it's great that we do it together because we're literally bringing everybody into the show. Oh, shit. So now it's like, okay, I'm going to rap about your shoes, Converse, you're an all star, you know. So now you have a memory attached to that show. Yeah. And the next time I see you, you're going to be like, Hey, you probably don't remember me, but you rapped about my shoes, man, and I, I've been telling people about that ever since, you know. And uh, now you—this guy made connection. fun of my shoes. No I'm kidding. <laughs> Even if you make <laughs> yeah, fun, you know, yeah. it's like a comedian, heckling yeah. or whatever. Like sometimes it might be fun. It's personalized, and so it becomes personalized, and now we we build a moment, which I think helps to make us have such a special audience that they keep coming back. You know, like it's been ten plus years for us, and it's a blessing to come to a room and see a hundred people that want to rock out like wearing our t-shirts and bringing hey i got something for you for the freestyle now you know you're never gonna guess oh they're bringing props for you Surprise props you know yeah i'm not gonna work see if they work it in but when you drop the beat
1: then i'm gonna bring out that orange and try to stump you you know fuck and like (laughs) at this point if we were to not do the freestyle like that would be an issue People would be like angry. So it's it's like yeah. a, it's always different, and it's always di- every tour it's a different beat. This tour we've been using what Beastie Boys, Intergalactic.
2: Yeah, uh, I like using some old school stuff that moves fast because even if the rhyme isn't super incredible, you can I think bulldozer the flow yeah. sounds great when it's fast. When it's slow, it's um. I don't oh, know. Oh, you can get caught lingering. Say. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's fast, it's, I don't know what to say. Anyway, I'm gonna keep on going. You know, it, it, it yeah, still, you it's so right much better. It. Yeah, as as that. So yeah, it's just learning techniques about what works and what doesn't. I mean, I've been we've been writing raps over, you know, a decade at this point. So a challenge is always you know, I'm always looking for a new challenge. So I think that freestyle and making the freestyle a part of it has been a, a fun challenge.
0: Are you guys almost at the end of the tour, or can the geekscape still go and listen to you guys and live and coming up?
1: We are. We are. We go up the west coast and then we come through the Midwest. We end in Oklahoma City. Schedule. Yeah.
0: So, so where are you, where where should we go online to
2: find some of those tour dates?
1: Americorntour.com, but also Megaran.com. Was it slash shows? Uh, yeah, yeah. And um Americorntour.com. And also all our social media. We've promoted a lot, but. Yeah, we're out until the basically the end of the month, and then we're you know then we're gonna go to England. We're playing uh-huh. England with uh, first we're gonna put this album out. Right, that's coming out this like this year, but hopefully in a few weeks. True. So this is what we got. Uh, let's just start with Monday,
2: Portland, Oregon. Tuesday, Seattle. Wednesday, Boise. Thursday, Salt Lake. Saturday, Englewood, Colorado. Pretty close to Denver. When are you playing Salt Lake? October eighteenth. Thursday. Yeah. Oh. I don't know when this is going up. so I No, hate, no. I it, it,
0: it, will, it will be up. I'm just, yeah. All right, cool. The, 21st, the, the NBA City. season
2: starts. K-Z-Mo. Uh, October 22nd, Saint St. Louis, Louis. October 23rd. Oklahoma City. Yep. Yeah. And uh, coming to a place near you. Right after that, we'll be finalizing the album's artwork. Of course, Kickstarter folks are getting that first. For Dewey Decibel. So Dewey Decibel is coming out before the end of this year. So be ready.
1: And I've got, in November, I'm doing a few weeks on the East Coast with I Fight Dragons. Shout out to them. Yeah, they're awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Like, like, chip rock band from Chicago. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, they're tight. They're tight.
0: Yeah, uh, chip tunes is something that, like, you guys can associate with, but you're not chip tunes, You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Geekscape is, you know where to find them. rand has got a podcast on the Geekscape network right Matt now. Mat Mania
2: podcast is now tag team partnered up with Geekscape. This is so exciting. Um, so exciting! Thank you to you and to Matt and the whole squad. Uh, it's, it feels good to belong <laughs> to, to a faction. <laughs> you always did, and uh, yeah, it feels great, man. We let's got all, a faction let's all, now. Let's all hang out at Comic Con this year. We
0: will, and uh, obviously, when Lars Lars does not have to bring his podcast to us, he can, but he doesn't podcast have to. Podcast is great, though. not have, have to. On but it. he's got a we podcast. Is. What's it called? Uh,
1: it's called the MC Lars Podcast. Thank you for plugging it. No, nah, dude, that. of course. <laughs> And I interviewed Mega Mega Ran on it. That will be soon. And also, we're both on Patreon. So if anyone wants to hear monthly music, (sighs) that's the last thing we'll plug. No, whatever. Check that out. Yeah, Patreon will
2: be great. Patreon's awesome. We do at least two songs a month. Uh, I flip a different video game. Right now I'm playing The Messenger on Switch. Uh So I got a flip of that. With the composer Rainbow Dragon Eyes, it's coming very soon. It's Holy so shit! So, so now,
0: now gaming composers are like working with you and yeah, doing co- collaborations. Especially
2: indie cats, you know, Dude. I, more often than like I can't get like Koji Kondo on the phone. I know, with, but, but like, I got
0: to shout it out because yeah. our gaming podcast isn't talking about it. Nintendo's new IP on their on the iPhone, they have this new game on the iPhone called Dragalia Yo, Lost. Yo, it's good. It's fucking it's great. Really good. The music on Dragalia Lost Dragalia is, is the great. shit about that. dude because they don't play it because it's not out in Canada uh-huh. so Derek has an excuse oh, okay. but Josh and Shane have no excuse for not talking about this game that this game is fucking Monster great
2: Hunter on iOS is incredible. dude
0: I love playing Dragalia so lost and the music like that k-pop stuff Yo. is so fucking good I'm leveling up That's I used good. to call that yeah, I used to not understand the game I thought it was just a bunch of like I called it "Dragon Titties" because it just looked like a bunch of like it just looked like a bunch of like young girls with Nintendo, big chests business. running around. It looked like it would look like they were just fishing for like perverted manga and fans. Yeah, but it's but actually good. The, the game, game is, is fucking awesome. The game is hilarious. awesome. And you it, know, the, there's always people on co-op. If you guys like like dungeon crawling, live action RPGs, and a lot of collectathons, yeah. it's a it's a gotcha game. It's a lot of fun.
2: And I'm not a huge mobile game player, but man, like this is one that keeps me going for a while. Dude, it's I'm so, so
0: glad you're a proponent for Dragalia it's Lost. Good. It's my favorite shit right now. Yeah. It's my favorite. dude like, gotta get you dude, into it. It's so much fun it's to time. play this game.
1: Dragalia found more like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Geekscape is. Uh, you can find all this stuff at Geekscape.net. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find these boys all over at. And uh, next week, obviously, we have Spider-Man himself, Yuri Lowenthal, talking about the PS4 game and what yeah. he's got going on over at. Uh, I'll be tuning uh, in. Yeah, yeah, he's got uh, a new show on Team Alpha, which is uh, Geek and Sundry and Nerdists and all that. Nice. He's got a he's got a live action show that. Is, is actually live and in the chat room you can kind of tell them what to do and it's like a choose your own adventure where you're forcing the actors to do live interactive theater and it's a sci-fi series and I have to talk to them about that. It sounds crazy.
1: Jonathan, you're a really good interviewer. You've been oh, doing this for sir. a minute but I, it's cool to talk about different stuff so thank you for having us. Wait,
0: most podcasters just talk about
2: what? Well, you like how'd Mega you get started? <laughs> I heard you like Poe. I heard you like video games. What's your favorite Mega Man game? So you didn't even ask me that. Thank no, God. it's fine. So, We've actually, I've, I've never really talked about the Christian thing or the gospel thing. No. So I'm got, talking about the real shit. Geekscape's you got a new about the real shit. Me that I've never said in an interview. Geek. So I want people to equate Geekscape with real shit.
0: Like, oh my God, absolutely. I got to listen to Geekscape if I'm gonna get the people for real. All uh, that other stuff, it's, it's dressings, matter. man. Yeah, it's dressing, matter. and I'm glad that they can get it elsewhere. Yes, absolutely. So Thanks thank a lot you
2: for a great interview.
0: Well, thank you guys. Uh, I'm excited for the show tonight. We're gonna rock it. You guys are gonna rock
1: it? Oh, it's, we're at Toxic Toast Theater, and they have there's a it's a Long Beach venue, and they have a record store, and they have a label, and they put out our last two my last two albums on vinyl, and they're doing the vinyl pressing of the Dewey Decibel System. So shout out to them. They're like Andy and fa- Andy, aka Fancy Pants. He's he put out Adam's packages, old catalog. That's awesome. Vinyl and uh, he's a great dude. So I just wanted to plug the venue since we're here. And shout out to George Pepe who got me down
0: here. He's getting married today, so he's not at the hey, show. But George. Is great. George, thank now. you. Thank Marriage you. Yeah, and tight. congratulations, Lars. We actually said that on the MC Chris uh, episode. We were like, congrats
1: to Lars. Yeah. That's sweet. Well, shout out to MC Chris. He's he's <laughs> at our back for a minute, and you know he's a good guy in the scene, and we, we got a lot of love for him.
2: I do. I owe a whole lot to MC Chris, so I got to say big shout out to him for helping us out. He's on the road right now. If you're mm-hmm. around him, go see him and Lex and Dual Core. Yeah, and then
0: I'll be at that bootleg theater show in L.A., Geekscapists. This is a big love fest, as you guys can tell, but that's what we build Geekscape to do is be a sense of community. And it's fr- pretty cool to hang out with you guys and get a sense of that here. Um, we love you guys. Keep subscribing. Let me know again if there's a problem with the feed or if a podcast, if an episode's not showing up, Geekscapists. Check out some of the other shows on Geekscape, from Horror Movie Night to... Geekscape games To Matt Mania to podcast Matt yes. Mania With Megaran
1: Yo can I tell a joke I just thought and of And you
0: can totally do that
1: Why did the horse Switch podcasts When he was hungry Cause he had a problem With the feed
0: <laughs> Geekscapers I'm sorry Don't hate create We love you <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's a, and that's a wrap horse
1: food At horse feed <laughs> Peace Sorry I'm sorry <laughs> Check out my Roger Rabbit EP Notes from Toontown On Spotify Peace <laughs>